What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you for making me part of your week. The Buffalo Bills played one of the worst offensive games I have ever seen as a Buffalo Bills fan and end up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And also, the honeymoon phase is over with the Buffalo Sabres. We're getting into all that in this upcoming episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. Wow. That fucking sucked. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. Coming into this game, the Buffalo Bills were the heavy favorites. Coming in with a double-digit point spread on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pretty much everybody and their mother picked the Buffalo Bills to win this game. However, just an absolutely putrid performance by the Buffalo Bills offense as they only managed to score six points and put up just 301 yards of total offense against the league's worst defense, and the Buffalo Bills lose 9-6 to to the Jaguars. It was probably one of the worst losses I have ever seen as a Bills fan. It is right up there with some of the worst games the Bills have probably ever played. It was fucking terrible. It was just absolutely terrible. And I'm talking about offensively. The defense played great. The offense was absolute dog shit. So what went wrong for the Buffalo Bills? And should we be worried about what we have seen from the Buffalo Bills so far? Let's start with the fact that the Bills yet again fail to establish any sort of run game in this game. They managed just 22 yards on nine carries from their running backs. Their running backs got nine fucking carries. Of course you're not going to get a running game. Your leading rusher is constantly your quarterback because you don't give your running backs an opportunity to run the ball. This is the third straight game a Buffalo Bills running back has not gotten over the 30-yard mark. In the NFL... This is the third game in a row that a running back has not gone over the 30-yard mark in a game. That is beyond bad. I don't, I, there's no word to describe how fucking terrible that is. We all know that the running game was a problem. And, of course, that is going to lead right into the next point that I wanted to talk about in this one. And that is the fact that the offensive line is also fucking terrible. The running backs don't have much room on most plays because the offensive line is consistently getting blown up and pushed in the backfield. It is a huge, huge problem. Not just the run blocking for the offensive line, but also the pass blocking. Josh Allen is now the most pressured quarterback in the entire NFL after this last game, and he was running for his life the entire game. When you watch these highlights that I'm going to put on the screen right now, it is very easy to see why Josh Allen, as the game went on, started to get happy feet. You had guys not blocking very well or guys not blocking at all. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, getting beat this badly on the offensive line, you should be absolutely mortified. You should be embarrassed. If you were the offensive line coach and you weren't just absolutely 
embar- you know, completely embarrassed by this game, then you should be fired because that was one of the worst offensive line performances I have seen from any team in the NFL in a very, very long... That, that's, that was just fucking bad, man. It was, it was bad. You had Deion Dawkins, who consistently was getting beat at the left tackle spot. You had Daryl Williams, who's consistently getting beat at the right tackle spot, at times not even coming out of his stance in time to be able to get a hand on the player who was going after Josh Allen. And then you have, of course, just he shouldn't even step on a football field any longer, and that is Cody Ford. You are not resurrecting that career. It is time to cut ties. It is time to uh, realize that you made a mistake in that draft. He was probably one of your biggest misses if in the Bean and um, uh, McDermott era. Just absolutely terrible. He has not lived up to the hype, not even a little bit. He has been very, very bad. Even the offensive line on a completely healthy day is not that great. And that is something that should have been addressed in the offseason, and it wasn't, and should, if they haven't learned their lesson, we should absolutely riot because the Buffalo Bills, it is very clear that they need offensive line help this offseason. There is no way around it. They must, must, must address the offensive line in the offseason. Now, both of those points lead into my next point, which is then it puts a ton of pressure on Josh Allen to be a superhero and to play hero ball, which then forces him into trying to force to play, which then makes him make a bunch of mistakes the same way he did when he was a rookie in the NFL. Josh Allen turned the ball over three times, and it should have been four in this game, including an absolutely inexcusable INT and an absolutely terrible fumble on a quarterback uh, read option play in which he should have handed the ball off. There was no reason he should have kept the ball in that play. Everything in that read suggested hand the ball off. And Allen kept the ball, and not only did he not get the yards that he needed to get a first down, but then he fumbled the ball to boot, giving it back to the Jaguars. Now, should fans be worried about the Buffalo Bills? And many fans that I see on Twitter are saying, it's one bad week, man. Chill out. It's one bad week. This, the Buffalo Bills are still contenders. This is their wake-up call. This is their wake-up call in week nine. Of course, this is just like the Cardinals game last, last year where the Bills didn't lose again until the AFC Championship game. And I'm going to come out and say bullshit. These are the same people that said it was a wake-up call in week number one. And I got to say that... There should be no more wake-up calls in week nine of the NFL season, your eighth game of the year against an absolutely horrendous team. That shouldn't be your wake-up call. You should already be awake. You should already be firing on all cylinders. You know, the defense was firing on all cylinders, of course. The offense was fucking bad. And it, it was just an absolutely horrendous performance by the Buffalo Bills offense. It was fucking terrible. It was absolutely terrible. And if you are going to be a Super Bowl contender, you take care of teams like that, and you take care of them handily. The Buffalo Bills, at this point, are not Super Bowl contenders, and I'm going to tell you why right now. They only managed six points this past week against the worst 
team defensively in the NFL, and they have had four bad offensive games out of eight games they've played this season. Weeks one, two, eight, and nine. The Buffalo Bills have had very bad offense in half of their games. I know the scores look like the Bills are just absolutely destroying people, but when you go look at the actual yards per game, they're not that great. The Buffalo Bills were held under 400 yards multiple times. Four, all four of those games, they were held under 400 yards of total offense. Josh Allen threw for more than 400 yards like four times last year by himself. So something is going completely wrong with the Buffalo Bills, and it absolutely needs to be addressed. And right now, do you see a Super Bowl contender? Because what I see is anything but. That's going to do it for this video, guys. Remember to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. I talk Bills, Sabres, and UB Bulls, men's uh, men's basketball and football right here on this page. Um, make sure you guys spread the word. Again, subscribe. Click the notification bell. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. Well, the honeymoon's over. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. The free fall for the Buffalo Sabres continues. After they started the season 5-1-1, they have now gone 0-4-1 in their last five games, getting outshot 161-33 to in those games. And unfortunately, if you are a Sabres fan, there is really no end in sight. The Sabres, who were already thin at forward and lacked a lot of talent at the start of the season, are hurting even worse now, as Casey Middlestat and Victor Olofsson are both still out of the Buffalo Sabres lineup. They're also missing one of their top four defensemen in Yoki Haru and their starting goaltender, who had been playing absolutely fantastic this season in Craig Anderson. They are now all out injured. And the Sabres simply do not have enough talent to maintain their winning ways moving forward with all of those injuries, with all of those key pieces out of the lineup. All of their lack of talent is starting to show, and it has turned into what we all thought it would be originally, and that is a miserable season right now. The Sabres lost 4-3 to in overtime, to the Detroit Red Wings, and they gave up a 3-1 to one lead. That's something that I just, you know, something that cannot happen. When you are playing good for the entire game, you cannot have lapses like, happen, like what happened in the Detroit game. They let that lead slip away with some poor play in the third period. Rasmus Dahlin got absolutely walked again. That was the third straight game that I watched in which Rasmus Dahlin just got absolutely walked. And that led to the game-tying goal by Tyler Bertuzzi, who scored two goals in that game. And then, of course, in the third period, Dustin Tokarski shows why he is not an NHL goaltender. He takes an absolutely dog-shit angle on the play in overtime, leaving the far side wide open. And the Detroit Red Wings do not miss. They bury it, and they end up getting the extra point and winning 4-3 to in overtime. Sadly, in the last five games, that was the Buffalo Sabres' bright spot. The fact that they were able to go to overtime and not be 0-5 in their last five, 
that is the bright spot of what we were talking about. And the Sabres schedule does not get any easier. I think that is something worth noting also. And in the next game, the Buffalo Sabres, they fell 5-3 to three to the Washington Capitals. And I think people probably would have been more impressed or more surprised if the Buffalo Sabres actually won this game as the Washington Capitals are just one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and continue to be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-3. to three. Even though the Sabres, they showed a little bit of heart. They battled back twice. They, they went down two goals two separate times in this game, battled back to get it to one goal. But of course, they just don't have the, the firepower to get it done and, and really challenge a team like the Washington Capitals. And they end up losing 5-3, to three and they were outshot 30-28 to 28 in this game. Some of the takeaways from the last couple games and from the season so far, some positives is that Tage Thompson is playing with a lot of confidence. And until Casey Middlestat returns and shows us otherwise, Tage Thompson is absolutely the Sabres' number one center. And he looks every bit to be the number one center. He is playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of mojo in his game. If he could just finish the fucking play, I think we would all be happy. He makes some highlight reel plays, but he just doesn't have the finish in his game that he needs to be a top-level player in the NHL. Something else to take away is that Rasmus Asplund and Jeff Skinner seem to play very well with Tage Thompson in the middle as their first line. They have been very dangerous and one of their more dangerous lines since they've come together under Don Granado. And that is something that Sabres fans can take away from this is that at least they have a line that is capable of producing anytime they're out on the ice. Something else that is a positive is some of the guys that we thought were absolute complete scrubs and complete bums for the Buffalo Sabres have turned out to be actually the most consistent line for the Buffalo Sabres this season, and that is Cody Eakin between Gergensons and Oposo. They continue to be the most consistent line, the hardest working line for the Buffalo Sabres. They know who they are. They, they ended up scoring a goal in the Washington game. They know who they are, they don't stray away from it, and they are usually the line that starts to change the momentum for the Buffalo Sabres. They get a lot of offensive zone time, and they just seem to play very, very well together under Don Granado. Some of the negatives to take away is that Dylan Cousins is having a tremendously difficult time learning how to score goals in the NHL. He has just one goal in his last 33 NHL games. I know everybody everybody absolutely loves Dylan Cousins and they they fawn over him. Oh my God, and they drool. Ooh, Dylan Cousins is the man. I just don't see it, folks. I just don't see it. I didn't see it last year. I Don't get me wrong. I love his heart. I love his, his passion. I love his aggressiveness. I love the fact that he's willing to mix it up and drop the gloves and fight and everything else. I love that. You're not going to ever hear me complain about Dylan Cousins being able to mix it up. However, you are going to hear me complain about Dylan Cousins' lack of goal production for the Buffalo Sabres, especially when they're looking at him to be one of the young leaders of this Buffalo Sabres team. Another negative is the Sabres, we have found out they simply do not have the goaltending to continue with the torrid pace that they had gotten off to in early in the season, Dustin Tokarski with Craig Anderson out is just not going to backstop you. 
to a lot of wins. He did deserve better in a couple of these games. I will be honest with you. I thought he played absolutely spectacular in a couple of these games. He makes really big saves in big spots, and the Buffalo Sabres just, they don't have enough talent in front of them to consistently keep the puck out of the net or at least fill up the other net to help Tokarski out. In this game, there were four goals that you couldn't fault on Tokarski as he either couldn't see them or they were deflections. You know, the the Tom Wilson goal, you would like to make him see, see a big save there, but, you know, it's just Tom Wilson's all by himself in front of the net and he makes a great play. And then Tokarski can't come up with a stop. That's just, you know, how it goes sometimes, even with the great starting goaltender. But you're really starting to see the lack of goaltending show up in the Buffalo Sabres game. And the Sabres don't have, again, they don't have the goaltending to keep the puck out of the back of the net with the lack of defensive awareness or when there is a defensive breakdown for the Buffalo Sabres. And that is going to kill them moving forward also. Overall, this is the type of team that you can expect to see moving forward on most nights. You're going to see a team that works really hard, that is going to be able to score some some good, you know, some goals here and there, two goals, three goals maybe, and they're willing to give you absolutely everything I got they got, but they just don't have the talent level to be able to win on a consistent basis in the NHL. And that is the type of hockey that we are going to be seeing probably from this point forward for this Buffalo Sabres team. That's going to do it for this video, guys. Remember to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you guys never miss a video. I talk Bills, Sabres, and UB Bulls men's basketball and football right here on this channel. Videos come out just about every single week. Thank you guys for watching. Have a fantastic week.